is Liv Peterson from Entrenuity. Thanks for joining us today on the Moxie Podcast, where we bring you content to help you move your business forward by capturing the thoughts and techniques from entrepreneurs and business people doing real business with integrity and excellence. Today, we're bringing you Renita Alexander. As a retired Air Force Colonel, Renita brings over 40 years of inspirational and transformational leadership experience to her clients. Renita founded Leadership Unlocked, a full-service leadership development company to help leaders unleash their most effective, influential, and powerful selves. Today, Renita will continue speaking on leadership equilibrium, the strategy, execution, and discipline needed to become a successful leader. Take a listen and hope you enjoy the Moxie podcast. I know that you can make it better. I know. I know that you can make a change. We almost have everything we need to organize a schedule. There's three more components that I want to add to the mix. Um, one is a rocks, I call it rocks, rolls, and renewal. Now, you know, success leaves clues. I pretty much stole this from Stephen Covey. <laughs> he called it rolls and goals and sharpen the spa, uh, sharpen the saw. And it came from a course that I took, and I brought the book, because this is one of the things I say, uh, 18 years ago. You know, 18 years ago, I took this course uh, right after I had my first command. I took this course. Um, and I have used a lot of the principles from that course in the way I schedule my uh, life, especially as a single parent. You know, my daughter's an adult now, but at the time, I, you know, I had to be really organized to get everything done that I wanted and be who I wanted to be as a commander and as a uh, parent. The rocks are those foundational piece, the, you know, the building blocks to your empire. So that that you know, thing, that to-do list, those five things that you said you wanted to do, so that's gonna be in it. And then for each of those things, your, your strategic plan to get to uh, what it is you're trying to do. And so uh, they also could be about developing your talent, right? So if you're, not, you know, if you're not there yet, it could be doing the research, attending a class, you know, to develop some of your leadership uh, capabilities. So, because uh, as we said, success leaves clues, so you don't have to figure a lot of this stuff out. Uh, we've already talked about strategic and uh, execution planning. Then they've gotta, you've got to put time on the schedule to actually do what you say you're going to do. So this is on my calendar. You know, the fact that I'm doing this, this is a part of my business that, you know, that I'm trying to create. So you know, I'm actually executing the strategy. Roles are everything that you are for yourself and others. So for me, I'm a seeker, I'm a sister, I'm a fitness enthusiast, uh, I'm a business owner, I'm a mom. And uh, to an adult daughter, like I said before, but again, you know, those, are, those roles meant that I had things to do in those roles. So for instance, when, I, when she was little, when she was younger, you know, it was her activities which took you know, time, but also who I wanted to be as a mom, who, you know, who I wanted to be to her. So I took time to put those things in my calendar. Who I wanted to be um, as a commander uh, when I was on active duty. Um, and then the renewal piece is about maintaining your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. I believe for us to be holistic, uh, to live holistically, we have to take care of each of those areas of our lives and find time to do it. What happens when you don't make time to take care of yourself? Burnout. Uh, you can't. You cannot uh, give to others from a place of lack. And we often give from a place of lack, though. 
not from a place of overflow. So we have to fill ourselves up first before we can give in a way that is going to be perceived as a gift by the person that we're giving to. You know, have you ever had something given to you that you could tell the person really didn't want to offer? It's confusing. It's confusing as a child. You know, you're like, oh, that didn't feel right. Because people know. People can perceive that. So, um, and then even if you're currently working for somebody else, you got to be in charge of your schedule. You know, uh, either in, in uh, conjunction with an assistant, uh, if you're married, uh, you know, with your spouse. But you have to kind of be in charge and be deliberate and intentional about creating what you're trying to create. Otherwise, others are going to control you. Your calendar is going to control you. This is a calendar from the last year I was on active duty, uh, retired. So I, I used to, my assistant used to print these out for me and it had my daily and then the week and review and then a place for notes. But on here is a, I had a squadron commander time. Uh, on my calendar that I put on there deliberately is the time when my commanders knew that I would be in the office and available if they wanted to just pop in, mm -hmm. right? So, because here's the thing, there are things that happen through the day, but if they know that there's this time on the schedule where, you know, Colonel Alexander's gonna be av available to talk, maybe I can hold off on that until, you know, that time. I uh, spent, uh, I also provided time for them uh, where I would go into their space because we were not all in the same building. And it was, they had an hour, and all of them, I had seven subordinate commanders, uh, they all had an hour each week where they could just, you know, they had me, my full attention, you know, they could show me whatever they wanted to show me, uh, they could introduce me to, you know, whatever you wanted to do, this is your time. And then, you know, I also met with them frequently. So we had a, you know, we had our formal meetings that would try, I try to keep to an hour, and then we had a, a, a the higher commander, had a, a weekly meeting. So we saw each other a lot. And so and I share that with you because one of the things I'm proudest about is, you know, my last job, I had um, seven subordinate commanders. I had a, a, a staff of about five. I had 1,600 people that worked for me. And I never once called an emergency meeting. Now, we had emergencies, but I never asked them to drop what they were doing because that is annoying to come you know, physically come and meet with me because we had planned. We had planned. We had created things on the calendar so they didn't have to do that. Again, you can't create who you're supposed to be. You can't be who you want to be unless you create space to do that. So, uh, but what I'd like for you to do is create a calendar. See, it doesn't have to be big. Again, you know, this is like what was my calendar for a day. For Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, okay? You can use what you already know to be true in your life. So there's things that are happening that you know are happening tomorrow and Monday and Tuesday. Use those. But I'd also like you to use those things that you already know to be true. Use the things that you identified in your top five if you want to create some activities for that. Uh, you can schedule some flex time, some time for spontaneity, the time to do nothing. That should be a part of your schedule. And then think about, you know, here's some, just think about some of the things we've talked about. You know, if you've identified some things that drain you, but you know you have to do that in your work life, when's the best time to do those things?
Is there tension on this calendar? What are you telling yourself about the roles that you put down there? Did you did you put some of the roles that you're playing? What do you feel about that? Are you on the calendar? Did anybody put themselves on the calendar? The renewal piece, okay? So got you know you got to get still in prayer or meditation, whatever you do. I have a couple of hours in the morning. That's my devotion time. I don't normally schedule anything before ten o'clock. There's got to be time to get physical. You know, eat right takes eating right takes time. You know, you got to do something to you know take care of this vessel. Uh, you've got to rest. And by resting, I don't mean falling asleep in front of the television. You've got to rest your body. So, uh, and the, the older I get, the more I realize that the exercise and the meditation, all that stuff is fuel that allows me to do what I have to do. So it's kind of, I think of it as kind of refueling my body. So if you're married or if you have a significant other, did you put some time on that for them? What about the uh, those of you that are parents? Did you put some time to be, okay. Uh, who remembered to create some space to kind of review? But like, again, you know, that was just five minutes. You know, you were able to get through a significant part of your schedule. So, uh, you know, what if you took 10 or 15 minutes? There's a, there's a matrix that's called either the Eisenhower matrix or the urgent important matrix. And it really is just a framework for organizing activities, right? And so, unfortunately, you know, it, it, it kind of is self-explanatory. You know, it's either urgent or not, it's either important or not, and so if it fits both of that criteria, you just do it. If it fits, you know, important but not urgent, you schedule it. Uh, and then the rest of it, you can kind of defer, delegate, or just don't do it. Uh, and so here's the thing. Uh, most people spend their time, the most of their time, what do you think most people spend their time? And, and that urgent and important, right? Most people spend their time in the urgent and important. But that's a reactive mode, right? That's a reactive mode. So instead of, so they're, they're working on the urgent stuff instead of what the, uh, the important stuff. And so what I've learned is that proactively scheduling those things that you've already identified as important based on everything that we've talked about, your purpose, your values, your rocks, your roles, your things that you want to do for renewal, and then when you schedule that, it really reduces the amount of time that you spend here. And then there, uh, one other thing, uh, one other kind of uh, matrix is um, right after the urgent and uh, urgent and important, and that's a getting stuff done matrix. So I've got that on there again, uh, David Allen's book, and and it's also a system just like the uh, the other matrix for kind of collecting, processing, organizing, you know, uh, discovering, making, you know, being discerning. Uh, and then deciding about what to do about stuff. And so, again, it just challenges you to take whatever's coming into your uh, inbox, your email, voicemail, memo, you know, uh, stack of papers from corporate, cor you know, corporate office, what to do with it, right? And then the other thing uh, that I wanted to touch on real quickly is the other forms of communication. So meetings can be a great form of communication if they provide, if they do what you want them to do. You know, but most of them are boring. They're not, you know, they're, they're, they, don't, they don't really operate in the contextual context of what you're trying to do. They should be there to move something forward, to check in on what's going on. Uh, what happens is people come to the meeting and they go through this list, but they don't have any real discussion. They leave the meeting and they have a meeting after the meeting where there's the real discussion, where there's conflict, where there's drama, right? Exactly. Instead of having it right there in the meeting. So it's really quicker to get to the conflict than avoid the conflict. The other communication, which how many of you, what do you use to communicate? 
uh, with your clients with about your business. Email, pretty much email. Is that right? Okay. Uh, one of the things I did want to just say about emails really quickly, and I know this is probably against the culture, uh, but emails also should be a part of the schedule. So that time when you're going to respond to emails, and then, you know, I would suggest using that matrix as a way to determine, you know, how you're going to respond. If you can do it in about a couple of minutes, go ahead and respond now. If it's going to take a little bit longer, you know, maybe you can defer it to a time when you actually have to do it. And then schedule a specific timed amount of time to do the emails and don't allow yourself to get interrupted by that. Same thing with phone calls. And then social media. Again, schedule time for that. Now, I know a lot of you probably use that for your business to get the word out. But here's the thing about social media. You should be caught up in it and start reading, you know, the stuff instead of just you putting our stuff out there and responding to what it is that, you know, people are communicating to us about our business. So. So this last thing I want to talk about is the desire and discipline. As I said before, the tendency for most people when they have an idea about something is, is just to jump in. And so, you know, it's really important to know your purpose, know the purpose for the project or the idea that you're trying to act on. And so what we've been talking about is thinking about all that and then documenting documenting all of that and, and, uh, and being disciplined about what it is that we want to make happen. Uh, so we talked about using some systems to get the ideas out of our heads, onto paper, and the clarity and the definition that that provides to us when we do that. So now we've talked about a lot of things. Now we need the discipline to create, maintain, and execute what we've talked about. So um, once you create a schedule, you should be reviewing it daily, weekly, you know, periodically, taking stuff off, putting stuff on, reprioritizing. Uh, it may take a little bit of time when you first do it, but once you kind of get into uh, a, a rhythm, it becomes easier. And so it takes about three months to really get into a habit. So I would really encourage you to take that time to see if you can find uh, some system. You know, it doesn't have to be what I, I just offered some things to you, but there's a lot of systems out there. I would encourage you to do a little research to find what works for you, something that you're going to use and then do it. Um, and then I also want you to be more disciplined. I'm just encouraging you to be more disciplined about being in the present moment for whatever you're doing. So again, I encourage you to whatever it is you're doing to be in that moment, be in that activity, be in that, um, in that moment. And so have you ever left a training super excited and you're like, woo, I'm ready to go do what I do. And you know, you leave and you forget all about it, right? Mm -hmm. But one of the things, and I didn't actually talk about this, so one of the things that you know we all have to be cognizant of is if we're in, if we're working for somebody currently, does that company align with our values? Does that company align with what it is we're trying to create? Okay. Can we live with that company? So accept what they're doing. Uh, you know, so I, for people who are in a position where they're not necessarily comfortable in that position, what is it allowing you to do? That company is investing in you for you to get to where you're trying to go. So I try to think of it that way. Okay. If you can't, then, you know, maybe it's the time of, of those 525,600 minutes in a year to spend some of those getting ready for your own business, which is, if you can't, 
then you know maybe it's the time of, of those 525,600 minutes in a year to spend some of those getting ready for your own business, which is I think you're thinking about trying to do, right? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, I mean it, it is difficult when you're in that when you're in a you know leadership or you're not in the leadership position. You can try to influence that person by you know asking questions that are going to encourage them to do some scheduling. You know. Uh, hey, this is what I'm trying to do with my life. I'm trying to schedule some things, so can you help me with that? But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, unfortunately, as I said earlier, there are a lot of people that are uh, disengaged in their workplace because of leaders who are operating in, you know, what you're saying. Maybe a reactive mode. Maybe they're pants on fire all the time. They're not leading in a deliberate and intentional way. Uh, they are. Um, they're not creating. A space of residence in the workspace, in the workplace. They are creating dissonance, you know, which creates unhappy employees. And, you know, you have to learn to work around it to create a space for yourself. But then, at the end of the day, you have to decide perhaps if that maybe is not the space for you. If it's creating the the lack of balance, if it's creating the stress that you don't want in your life, what is it you're trying to create? And is this person helping or hurting? Is this allowing you to? Because here's the thing: you don't have to be in that job. And say, you know what, maybe this wasn't the right space for me. This, this was a space for a time, but I matured out of that space. And so now it's time for me to go on. And I think sometimes, you know, situations are created to help us move on. So you can influence up. You know, influence is not just, you know, horizontal or down. You can influence up too by being that peaceful person and changing the situation. So. Sometimes you have to have those difficult conversations with the person that is responsible for, you know, signing your report, you know, paying you. You know, that's okay. Let them know where you are. Have you got, has anybody ever heard of Devon Franklin? Yes. <laughs> he is a minister who happens to be married to Megan Good. He works in Hollywood. He's a Christian who works in that industry. And one of the things that he shared early on is he told people who he was and uh, let them know and has still been able to flourish in that inter in that industry without uh, you know compromising his values. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes just saying, hey, this is what this is who I am, this is what being clear, you know, first of all, being clear, this is who I am, this is what works for me, uh, influencing up, just showing by the way you lead your life, uh, you know, how this can be, how this can work for you and uh, influencing that leader that way. So thank you for joining us on the Moxie podcast. The Moxie Podcast is brought to you by Entrenuity, where we help entrepreneurs turn their ideas into invoices. We at Entrenuity are always happy to hear from you, so please reach out to us if you have any questions or comments at www.entrenuity.com. Until next time, this is your host, Liv Peterson. I know that you can make it better. I know. I know that you can make a change.